Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of the Fashion Grunge Podcast. I'm your host, Lauren. I'm Jai. Hi. And I'm Jules. Hey. Oh my gosh. Episode 92. Uh, which this should be 99, but we're talking Woodstock 99. <laughs> oh my god. Okay, this is cool. We're gonna keep this in. Uh it's raining and the door literally just blew open and like it was so weird. This that, is cursed, is I so swear. Did you, um, did you hear that? Nothing good comes out of Woodstock 99. No, nothing. Jules, could you hear that? When the yes, I did. I could hear it. I was like, what's going on? It's just quiet. Oh my God, this is amazing. So me and Jai are together. Like, no, we never are. All of us are usually separate. So this is kind of funny that we got a splitter and now we're talking to Jules on the airwaves and we get cursed by the door opening because we probably shouldn't be talking about Woodstock 99 at all. Mother Nature is not happy with us. No, it's a hot mess. We are specifically talking the new HBO Max documentary called Peace, Love and Rage, uh, Woodstock 99. Uh, So it's out right now. It's like two hours. It really... I was so angry. <laughs> so much I of was it. in shock. I didn't realize it was that bad. I, Yeah. I don't think I, I knew. I think I forgot um, how bad it was because I never hear anything about rapes when it happened. I hear that it was violent and there were riots or whatever, but I didn't know about the rapes. So. It was a mess. Jules, what, did, what do you think about it? Because this is like a long time ago and I want to well, know what you think about it. Um, so, so when this happened, I was like five, but, but I grew up, this was like, this was what was, this was like my first, first memories of like what rock music was. That's sad. Uh, Besides, besides what my parents listened to, which was like way cooler. But when you had the radio on, like what was playing? Like Limp Biscuit and Creed. Mm -hmm. Oh (laughs) Um, my God. Fucking Creed. And uh, so I already kind of like think of this like era of music as just very cringy. Um, but yeah, I was super excited to watch it. <laughs> um, had you heard about what happened? Yeah, well, it's interesting because Jai said that she hadn't heard of the, the rapes, but that's what I kind of affiliated Woodstock 99 with was the sexual assaults. I didn't really know about like, the the heat and the riots and like the destruction i just kind of knew that like bad shit happened there um but i yeah i think i knew about all of it i just hadn't seen it for two hours i mean i saw little clips when it was on the you know like mtv they would record it you know but it was only like what five minutes maybe like five or six Mm -hmm. minutes so it was never this in depth of what happened and and it was, I mean, it's a, it's a hot mess. And I just have to say, like, I usually don't for some episodes, but massive, massive trigger warning. Uh, if you do not want to hear anything about, like, just, it's a mess. Like, any kind of assault or, like, fucking just, yeah. It, like, just everything's so terrible, literally, then probably skip this episode. But if you watched it and you want to hear what we think about it, then... Yeah, you're in for something because this is like the just the way it opened. I'll just like get into the way it opened. It opens with "Lit's My Own Worst Enemy," which yeah. is the perfect song to open. I, I honestly, when it started playing, I was like, "Hell yeah!" I know. I was like, "This is kind of awesome." I definitely remember this band for sure. Well, and when I when I think of 
when I think of that band, I just think of this one, um, it was like a county, like a county fair or something that they're playing. And like, everyone is just kind of like trashy and drunk. And, and just that band, and I guess Woodstock 99 as a whole, but that band in particular, like, I just think of as like, like, just like the white trash of the late 90s. <laughs> it definitely was like, and I love how they set the stage with like Y2K was about to happen. Yeah. That was like this big oh, thing where yeah. they're like, the computers aren't going to work. We're going to be like left to our own devices. They showed that guy buying all that water, <laughs> like that tub, like a prepper, yeah. like this huge water, like nice, food really supply. Fun. I was yeah. like, holy shit. And um, let's see, Clinton was impeached for the Monica Lewinsky situation uh carson daly ruled mtv it was like mtv trl Uh which went from like teen pop to like new metal and it was kind of like this cat and mouse game where they were always chasing each other but the teen pop people didn't really give a shit about new metal like whatever that's cool you're over there but the new metal guys were like so anti the fact that yeah mtv essentially like took their channel away yeah. Which is mm-hmm. true. I mean, when you see how the age demographic just dropped to like 13 year old girls mm-hmm. overnight, when it used to be this countercultural and super, you know, just like more 20s, more 18 to, to 40. Yeah. Yeah. But it is funny, like, to think of the music that was big at the time. And it was all those bands, but then it was like Britney and Backstreet Boys and all of that too. It's really weird. It's, it's always so that way. Weird. You always have something that's completely the opposite. And yeah. It was everything that I grew up on. Like everything that they showed from the the pop artists to the new metal. <laughs> um, and it's just a very weird, like, I, I feel like the, the best, like overall to start it, um, just to start the podcast is like the the switch between the early nineties being progressive Mm -hmm. and the late nineties being aggressive. Yeah. That was the most perfect description when they showed like, I didn't even know. I mean, I knew there was a Woodstock 94, but I didn't know much about it, but it seems that they said it was like 350,000 people. They showed the Cranberries, Bob Dylan, Nine Inch Nails, amazing bands. Everyone got along. And the vibe. Everyone was a bit still kind of like all about love and peace and like, we're here for the music sort of thing. It's more like hippie vibes. Yeah, it was definitely way chiller. And then it looks like, I mean, they even mentioned it later on that like right when Kurt Cobain died, we've heard it a million mm-hmm. times that it was just like this earthquake throughout not just music, but everything. And it just switched from like really guys who were really into feminism and, uh, you know, speaking out against like abortion rights to like literally the complete opposite to like frat boy culture and just like, misogyny and like just uh, like a hot mess this is why like men cannot be in charge of literally mm. fucking everything men like, cannot congregate in that like high of numbers it cannot happen that should never happen so there is one thing that they, they already mentioned and maybe it's possible that it was just like where i was but do you remember that at the end of well in 99 people there was this thing that people thought that the world will end in 2000. Uh-huh. So Y2K. Yeah. yeah. So like, it was like a big thing. I remember my sister and I used to generally think that the world was going to end. So like, there were all these parties and the mentality was pretty much, at least with people among my age, was like, let's go out and party really hard because we don't know what's going to happen. Do you think that that could have had a bit of an impact in these people's mentality? And then they were like, fuck it. Like, it- I think so. 
maybe they that, really that, that that that's like our main thing because we don't know they didn't really interview people i don't think and ask them no know. not while they were there not about like why are you guys it was all the people like what 20 years later but even now like when they interviewed them for the movie they didn't ask them like do you think do you think that could have been part of the issue and like why people had that attitude and that sort yeah of i don't know that last guy was pretty much just like well, we rioted because yeah, no, there was nothing to do. And like, do, yeah, yeah well, like, we were breaking that wall down because we're bored. There's nothing to do. I was like, bored? That is not a good reason. Like, I mean, really? Like, it's just too much. I think it's when you see that scene when they're breaking down the wall that said love and peace or whatever. Mm-hmm. I think that was really sad. I, I know. Was like, well, and think know. about like how hard they worked on that. Yeah. Yeah, and some people were saying, you know, like, oh people worked really hard this is really fucked up and then one girl was like well this is like the definition of the 90s like you know Mm -hmm. fuck your like peace and love like we're just mad now i'm like mad about i think someone else mentioned in there too they were like what are they mad about like they haven't fought in any wars like usually in the 60s it was like we were fighting against something and there was a reason but it's like like sex revolution and there was a vietnam war there was actually like civil rights voting rights Big, I don't know, like big reasons to like protest and like do all these things, but in the nineties it wasn't. I liked how they like they talked about how it was like they were like angry because they didn't have a purpose, like they didn't. Whose like, fault is that? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like, literally, whose fault is that? Like, who's supposed to give you a purpose? Yeah, like, yeah. I don't understand. Like, what are they? What do you want? Like, what is your? That's the thing. I think they said like. No one even asked these guys like what they want. I'm like they don't know what they want. They want to rage for nothing. That's the thing. Mm-hmm. They yeah. don't want anything. I agree. Yeah, I mean, they don't want anything. I mean, I'm sure you could have asked them, and they some of them were like, I think just saying that, like, oh, we're angry because they they charge a lot of money for water and it's really hot. But those are not really reasons for you to destroy and like yeah, fucking abuse women. Yeah, yeah, it's a cheap, cheap reason for them too. But I got so sad about Woodstock 94. I was like, oh, this looked really fun. It looks so fun. I was like, what the fuck? This is like what all of the, like, it seems like most of the European festivals. I don't know. Don't quote me. I'm sure there have been incidents at a European festival. I'm not saying they're all perfect oh. and ours are all, like, fucked up. But it just seems like, it. I mean, nothing ever got to the, the level that this got no. uh, since. Hopefully mm-hmm. never does. But, um, yeah, they really were like... I just think, I mean, there's so much blame around here. Like, they try to blame the artists. The promoters and the co-founders are, like, pieces of shit. And if they're not pieces of shit, they definitely made them seem like that. So, I mean, I don't want to say they always are, but the way they edited it definitely made it seem like... Yeah, I mean, I I kind of want to believe that Michael Lang is not a piece of shit, but he literally didn't want to take accountability and then instead of saying oh, yeah we just messed up we didn't organize this in the right way he just blamed mtv but and that I, other guy the promoter who the, yeah. was like the promoter and who I promoted think obviously yeah. things got out of hand and there wasn't enough planning but i don't think he had like he's a bad person and like you know what i mean yeah well i mean like what could they they what have, what should they have done really should they have gotten like the cops involved night one Night two, like what would have, what could they have done? So much they could have done to start off. They should have never had it there. No, in that location, like that. It's it's like common sense at this point. If you know it's really hot in New York in July, Mm -hmm. why are you having a festival in like 
you know no shade a fucking tarmac with like concrete yeah like this is why there are trees this is why festivals tend to be in like green areas yeah um and the lineup the lineup can we talk about this lineup for a second how they got the cheapest security ever it wasn't even like people who were um, no they weren't even proper security did you right? hear that guy he was like did you use your name tag to get pussy and he's like yeah, oh, yeah. i was like gross she just pay people to the the well, they would literally put their they would put their badge in their pocket and then just go like take their shirt off and then go see the show mm-hmm. like like mm-hmm. like security i feel like they probably weren't paying them that much and then they're like oh well, i'm gonna be doing security for this festival they probably saw how ape shit it was and then we're like, okay, well, like, I'm quitting. <laughs> and then they just, yeah. like, stay and see the shows. And this is why you need, like, proper security for things like that. I mean, did they not learn anything from, like, that terrible tragedy that, that happened when uh, Rolling Stones played? Oh, Altamont? Yeah, and it was, like, I mean, very enough. Hell's, like, Hell's Angels, right? right? Yeah. But it just shows how, like, you don't have the right people, you know. I think at this scale, I've never been like chilled and terrified to see like these massive groups of angry men i don't i don't mean how could you even control that <laughs> well you just have like to go 300,000 people go to a football game in england like but not at that level they're not, not that fucking level, ripping up shit and like raping people all day and like hooligans you know? well yeah 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 but that's a lot 300,000 I'd say maybe sixty thousand you'll get in England. Yeah, three hundred thousand. Okay, do we know if it was three hundred thousand? Because I think it I was think three it was or four. Twenty thousand. Was it the that's Woodstock '99? That's what let I found. Let me look found. it up. Let me see. But let me just talk about this lineup. Yeah, the ones funny. I mentioned: Rage Against the Machine, Limp Biscuit, and Metallica. But <laughs> let's switch this up: Limp Biscuit, Rage, and Metallica all played in succession. Oh yeah. Like after Alanis Morissette, what the fuck is going on? Who put who? this together? Yeah, who lined this mean, up? So how sad they had Alanis Morissette and then Jewel, and they were the, they were the only female artists. There were three, because they were like, there were three, oh, Cheryl Crow. Oh, yeah. Yeah, they were like the only ones. That's so messed up. What the fuck? Like, I know when she, when Alanis was playing Ironic, I was just like, God. I mean, were they trying to like bliss everybody out? And then they're like, Lil Biscuit's coming up next. And I was like, oh, shit. This just seems like. I just feel like, why are you creating a lineup? Okay, 220. Yeah. Yeah. That's still so bad. It is. Like, that's still so bad. Like, the thing is, is that, like, 10, even a 1,000 people, as we've seen earlier in this country this year, <laughs> even a 1,000 people of the wrong-minded people is too much. Even a 100. You get, like, tens of thousands, hundreds of thousands. How many women were at this thing? I literally saw, like, 20 I women really throughout the whole thing. Yeah, like... And also the women who were, like, it must have really sucked to be a woman who was there like on the second day or like you wanted to leave, but you couldn't because you came with whoever and you had no way to leave. Like you had no way to go. Like, and I'm surprised too, that someone said the third day, why was anyone still there? Yeah. They were all like, yeah, oh, why yeah. was anyone there? Well, it was like say, super gross. I, I mean, I'm just going to give my opinion because I've been to festivals like Glastonbury and they are kind of this in the same sort of scale, you know, like massive. You're there for like for a whole week because you actually had to get there 
on a Monday to camp. For Friday? Yeah. Okay. Well, like, no, you get there on Tuesday or Wednesday, but you're there, like, way before the music starts because you have to find, like, your where you're going to camp. Oh, okay. So, but when you're that invested and you're really drunk and you've probably been consuming drugs or Mm -hmm. whatever, you don't really think like that. You don't think, oh, I'm going to leave because I think this is really bad. You just kind of, you know what I mean? It's like even, I guess. I, I guess I, I can't. Well, I guess I can't think of. I, I mean, because of in a normal circumstance, but I think if it was devolving the way it did on Saturday night, I don't. And like just the sheer scale of it. I mean, just me personally. I, I mean, I, I would try. I mean, I know you can't always leave. You have leave. to think of the logistics too. Like, let's say That's you're going thing. with like, some friends leave. and the other two don't want to leave. Are you really yeah, going to be you like, have to stick it out? Carrying all your stuff, like, yeah. I mean, I know this sounds silly, but literally, this is what you think. Yeah, this I, is this is why I'm not a festival person. Yeah, like, yeah. never was, never will be. When I went to Glastonbury, like, I I was reading about plays, like, by by Sunday morning, I was like, I didn't even really. I don't think I saw anyone on Sunday because I was just like really wow, like. I could never. But I was so ill that I couldn't even like pull myself together to leave. You know what I mean? Because that meant that I would have had to like take all my stuff, and it was really heavy, and like put away my tent and then find you know what I mean yeah I just like cannot relate this just sounds so have phone so like you just don't know if like you had to drive and share a car with people and they didn't want to leave and then how would you get home yeah it sucks you know like I don't know I'm just saying like it's weird but this is the what is going through your mind when you're in yeah I just I mean I guess like back then it, it just it's it's a totally different yeah, I guess it, nothing had really happened like that before. So you're not thinking that it's gonna, nothing's gonna happen like that. Exactly. And also, you're, we are looking at this side. We we can see what's happening across the entire festival. When yeah, you can't. Yeah. You can't see it. So you might be like, okay, there's a bit of, I don't know, it's like kind of crazy with it, but you just don't think that it's gonna be like, you know what I mean? You just yeah. think that it might be just pockets of the festival. And, like, you're somehow, like, protected or, like, in my... You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, somewhat. I've been to, like, the all-day festivals, but never the, like, never the overnights. But, yeah, I mean, it is it is different. It also is a different mindset back mm-hmm. then, too. Like, obviously, this is 20 years ago. Even before that, I forgot, like, the festivals that I... I mean, I don't know, what, 97, 96, maybe, is when I went to my first festival. Like... But I was also super young. Like, I didn't care. You know, I wasn't... When you're young, you don't... Your, like, tolerance level so high. Like, oh, you'll yeah. put up with anything. Now, exactly. fuck it. Like, I mean, even... Yeah. yeah, I just won't put up with it. I mean, I just would never go because it's just not... Like, I'm not going to be, like, in human waste. Like, it's mm-hmm. just not cute. Um, not for me now, but... <laughs> but, like, I was just like, oh, no, no, no. This wouldn't vibe. But, I mean, I get why people were there. But it just must be so awful, like when you get to Sunday night when everything's like literally on fire and it's like mayhem, mm-hmm. that is when it's like next level scary. Saturday night was like pretty rough because everyone was like breaking down the the towers, like the sound towers yeah. and like, cr- like the plywood and c- crowd surfing. That was pretty bad. Wouldn't probably be enough for me to leave, but that's Sunday night when things like mm-hmm. massive fires and they're breaking into trucks and you just like hear about all these assaults, which have been happening all weekend that they don't, really like report on like obviously they report on a few of them but we also get into like 
that whole entire thing. But to wing it back to, they also had daily press briefings, which I didn't know about, which were crazy that they had these like every morning. They were like, okay, day one. And they're like, was it Moby who was like, yeah, it was. We could tell like from the first second we got there, like something was going to happen. Like it was devolving. Like yeah. there was just a weird energy. Well, that's what everyone said. They're like, you could just sense it when you got, when you arrived. Yeah. Right? But it was like the crowd. I mean, they, weren't, when, they didn't really want to say it, but it was like. Yeah, it was the people. It was like the people, you know. I know everyone hates like Moby now because of the. Wait, whole why? Natalie. The like he was like creepy to Natalie Portman, but but when I watched Moby Ooh. talk, I was like, I was totally Team Moby. I was like, fuck this place. Oh, I, like he, I was so him. yeah, I was so yeah, Team Moby. Yeah, I love his music. He's like pretty cool. Yeah, I, I like his music too. Yeah, I like Moby. I think it's cool. But what did he do with Natalie Portman? He was just being like, was he dating her? He said he was dating her and she was like, I was underage or something like that. Oh. Don't quote me on it, but like something like that happened. He was like asking her out or something like that, but she was really young and she oh, was really, like, significantly older. But I mean, what I'm going to say is like back in the day, that was okay. Like it was. Was she like 13 or something? Was she like really young? I don't remember, young? but I. I mean, I was 15 and my boyfriend was 19. It wasn't like the end of the world to date someone a lot older if you were a teenager. Yeah, it was, it was kind of different back then. Yeah, it wasn't like as illegal. Like 20 lenses or whatever. Like, oh, yeah, like, oh it's my like God. super weird. But but not that even though. In the 90s that, you know. I know. People are probably like, what the fuck? Yeah. Like, like I'm sure you, we talked about this, Jules. You're like, what, what was wrong with people then, you know? Yeah. It's yeah. totally true. I, I definitely was uh, sympathetic for Moby, though, in this situation. Like, also, like, his name, because I guess he was, he was on the emerging artist stage for, you know, like, the rave. Yeah, he was in, like, that rave tent, right? And he was really upset that his name wasn't on, oh, like, yeah. the, like, oh, main yeah, stage that thing. Was funny. <laughs> I thought that was really funny. That was really funny. That was really funny, yeah. I love that he was just, like... Uh, this brought out like all the troglodyte like era of like guy like all the worst types of people just all congregated around oh, yeah. like new metal like around the sound and who was playing it all that kind of stuff. Um, I also what did you guys think about how they had that little section about how we have this selective memory of Woodstock '69 oh, because yeah. of the oh, documentary yes. and they're yes. like it wasn't really that great, but of course yeah. there isn't much information about the negative things that mm-hmm. happen so we think of it as like this utopia and this amazing you know well, situation you, you go first jules yeah jules um, what did you think about that to, to me i well i totally agree with them i think this whole idea of like woodstock 69 being this like first people love romanticizing that that time mm-hmm. everyone romanticizes it and it's like the nostalgia of it like like everyone and their father has like the Woodstock 99 records, you know? And, oh, 69. Yeah. Sorry. Sorry. 69. But the Woodstock 69, like it's just romanticized for the nostalgia purposes. And like, um, but even me, like I didn't know that like people were dying and that like no, people no are getting angry because people don't talk about it. Um, mm-hmm. But I, I definitely, I kind of agreed with them that it's being romanticized. 
Well, I mean, yes, he has been romanticised because there were so many great things that happened and so many mm-hmm. great things about it. But I, I did know that people die and I knew that the whole security like was an issue and all of those things. But it didn't, it, it wasn't that bad to like overshadow the entire festival. You yeah. know what I mean? I mean, of course, it was the first time they did it. So, of course, they weren't prepared. Like, people just... And way more people came in. More like, people came the in. Gate, and just, yeah. Exactly. Um, so, that was obviously going to happen but at least it was a different time where people were more respectful yeah and they, it was like hippies you know literally mm-hmm. hippies yeah where you could be naked and dancing with guys and they wouldn't be fucking like you know bro i'm sure i'm sure it happened i mean men have not changed but, um, that much but it wasn't no, but to it the was extent that uh, yeah could, also people were experimenting with like different drugs they were like acid like they were like you know what i mean what it were the like, drugs i, at I feel like festival. it was a I feel like it was a different mindset in 69. Well, exactly. Yeah, that's true. Different because drugs, different yeah. mindset, different energy. And, yeah, that's true. And people truly were there for the love of music. And, you know, it, it was just a chill, a more, more chill environment. Yeah, totally. That, um, but I don't think, I think, yeah, we tend to forget things that happened that were not great. And then we just focus on the cool stuff. But... I still think I wish I had been there, and yeah, I want to know about all the bad shit that happened. Like, I didn't know those people came in, like, like, uh, lit the food tents on fire in '69. At '69, because yeah. they were mad that there wasn't enough food. Like, I didn't know about that. Like, I want to know more, like, things that happened, like yeah. more other random I mean, things that happened. Be, like, they should be talking about it for sure, but you know, oh, so nuts. Um, okay, so Friday at four thirty, uh, the band Live starts playing. Do you guys know the band Live? I don't. Um, I've like I've I've heard them, but I don't listen to them. Okay, um, they're like one of the bands that was all on the radio in '99. Like I never bought any records, but they were like a radio band. Okay. Yeah, they were like yeah, like they're like a band that was on the radio all the time. Um, and uh, then they talk about how like there was no obviously no cell phones, and they had that tent that was set up like fine people. I was like, this place is so massive. That how that I know. How did any of that happen? Like, I mean, I used to go lots of festivals and shit and have a phone. Just seeing the letters on the like, (laughs) they had like a board for letters, like where you could like meet, and that just gave me anxiety. I was like, I can't imagine like losing my boyfriend and then being like just waiting there or like writing a letter, be like, meet me here tomorrow at four p.m. Like. That sounds awful. I know. I know. I just, how did we do anything with that uh, smartphones, you know? Because we did experience that. I mean, I went to festivals and I didn't have a phone. You just have a meetup place. We you would do. Just, when we like, got okay, there, we're like, if you get lost. One of us gets lost, we'll meet here. And yeah. you find it. I don't know. I do think that we were smarter even just 10 years ago. It's just like yeah, totally. relying on our phones for everything to remember passwords, directions. Literally, we can't use our own brain. No. Just, you know what I mean? I couldn't even log into the fucking computer because I was like, what the hell password did I use? I don't know. <laughs> like, they make you change it every five minutes. Um, so yeah, I wrote, couldn't find people. How horrible. And then when they bring those bas- basketball, when they bring those um, uh, backstreet like the blow up oh, dolls, yeah. I think it was Dexter from so the Offspring, mean. and they I mean, they brought them up, and they all were funny, like, "Yeah." I thought, it was, yeah. Sorry, go ahead, Jules. Sorry, the the lag. I always feel like I'm talking over you. I apologize. Oh, no. <laughs> um, yeah, I I I felt bad. Like I I get that they were being funny, but I also because like fuck Backstreet Boys, but 
Um, oh, are you I, an instinctor or are you fucked up? Well, I, I grew up. I grew up around Backstreet Boys, but uh, what's his name is a piece of shit for abusing Paris Hilton. Who? What's his name? Paris Hilton. It was a Backstreet um, Boy. Uh, what, what was his name? Is it Nick Carter? Oh, really? He yeah. dated Paris Hilton? Yeah, and he he like hit her. They're like they're like the bruises were all in like the tabloids and everything. And she talked what? about it. Is that in that Paris Hilton documentary? Um, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Shit, I still need to watch that. That one on YouTube. Um, it was Nick, pretty good. So Nick Carter sucks, but I did feel bad because I just don't. I I just don't like that type of. It's just kind of a mean-hearted energy, you know, like getting a you know, a dummy of someone who represents a person and like hitting them in front of a crowd. Like, I don't know. It's just kind of, yeah, yeah, it's just kind of mean hearted. It is kind of mean hearted. Uh, I have to say that I do love Dexter Holland from the offspring. (laughs) Who's the one who, yeah, who's the one who played that. I think if I had been there, I would have thought it was funny too. Yeah. There's so many things that you see happening really early on that really set the tone for the rest of the festival. You know, it's almost like, Mm -hmm. almost symbolic that they started playing that song and then they, they had that, which is kind of violent in a way. And then everyone was really excited. It's weird. Yeah. And people were really pissed that MTV was there, which I thought was so funny that like Carson Daly was just like a literal hostage. Like he (laughs) would just do a report. Like he's like, Hey, we're live from the East stage. And there'd be like just shit, like flying at him, like bottles and shit. And he's like, yeah, like just like, okay i guess like um they're like just didn't want them there they were like fuck mtv like there was one thing that said mtv the product is you and i was like but you like okay granted i get this whole like oh we're really angry at the the money's expensive and like mtv is the enemy i'm like but you don't have to watch mtv then like why are you angry of something that you don't have to do you don't have to give these people your money you don't have to watch trl like why do you care Mm. Like, I don't understand why you don't care. Just go to the fucking show then. Like, if you like them and you want to, like, do all their shit. That's why they created Fuse. That's why they yeah. created, like, other video channels that were playing rock music because MTV wasn't. And they were doing reality. So, I mean, it's like... They went just, mainstream, yeah. Yeah, they just went mainstream because that's where the money was. Yeah. And that's what happened with New Metal. Like, I think it was one of the guys who's, like, the MTV VJ who used to be. He was like, yeah, they realized, like, that's where the money is. And, like, Kid Rock was on the cover of Rolling Stone and, like, Limp Bizkit. And they were just, you know, rappers liked them. And they just kind of went where the money went. Like, that's – they need mm. to make money, people. They're not going to be cool forever. And when that cool shit's not making money, then they're out. Yeah. You know? Like, they're just totally out. Um, I kind of think it's so funny. I was like, teen rock took over. My favorite Moby quote was that, like, he it was when he was, saw the names on the on the plywood and he was like, my name's not on here. This is crazy. And then he's like, in the interview, he's like, yeah, this was not Woodstock. It should have been called, like, Army Base Rock 99. <laughs> oh, yeah. I think I might write that. That might be the title of the episode. Like, yeah, Army, Army Base Rock, Rock 99. Yeah, he was really spot on, like, really early on, Britney. Really. And then, okay, so then he's like, yeah, I had a super bad feeling. Um... And he mentioned that there's kind of like a sixth sense that he has being a performer Mm -hmm. for so long. And I was going to ask you, Jules, do you, have you ever played a show or had that kind of feeling where you haven't played yet, but you've gotten there and you're like, oh shit, this is like kind of weird. There's like a weird aggressive energy here or like, I don't know. Like, have you ever felt that before? 
100%. I actually oh. really, I related to him when he said that. Um, there, there are some places where you go in and like, you know, it's going to be a, like the, a rough next six to eight hours. Um, and you just kind of have to truck it. Um, and yeah, I kind of, I felt bad for him when he said that, <laughs> like you, oh, wow. you can, you can definitely tell there have been times where like I've played shows. I'm the only girl on the bill. Um, it's like very full of testosterone or if you're just like in a, like, like a rundown place and you're like, this doesn't feel right. Like you, you kind of know what evening you're going to have. <laughs> oh, wow. Um, okay. you, you, you definitely do get like a, a sixth sense of just because if you've played just so many shows in so many different areas, yeah, you kind of, you get a sense of, of how things are going to go. There's certain venues that put on, you know, like certain shows they have like a, it's a, I'm trying to think of the, the right term. Um, it's kind of like, well, I'm not going to take up too much time with my brain fart right now, but it is a feeling like if you go into a venue where it's like, you know, like a typical, like bar sense, you know, you, you know what the energy is going to be like, but if you go to a place where it's like, um, like a crazy ass house show, like, you know, it's going to be unpredictable, you know, there's not going to be organization, you know, yeah, there's going to be crazy drunk people everywhere. Like you, you kind of know the the sense of how it's going to be. Yeah, yeah. That's I true. feel like even as as an attendee, you you know mm-hmm. when uh, when you get there and you like <laughs> after walking around for half an hour, you're like hmm, and you see all the people that are in the queue with you. You're like, okay, this is that kind of show. I've been to so many festivals where <laughs> it's been like negative. You know, you're like, oh, this is kind of. I felt that, but it's never been enough for me to like do anything. I felt that way about Marilyn Manson's uh, show for sure. And the Family Values Tour where I saw a lot of these bands. I have to preface this by saying that in no way do I uh, like associate like the type of bands that New Metal has with like the reason why I like New Metal because I do. I actually do like... Limp Bizkit, Corn, and like a variety of these types of bands and seen them and thankfully felt kind of invisible. Like I was in a pit for a Limp Bizkit and I, I'm pretty sure my life flashed before my eyes. And But it was, I was so in it though. I was like, fuck yeah, Fred Durst, let's do this. <laughs> Fucking golden man. I was like so into it. Just as being like 17 and I actually love Henry Rollins' impression. It was It's on the documentary Punk Attitude and he talks about how like rock really changed after Kurt Cobain and he's like, yeah, you know, I, I, I don't like it. Like I get, I get it, but I just see how all these, like these 17 year old kids are just like, cause I want to, and he's like, and he's like, oh yeah, man, let's hit something. Like that's like, <laughs> totally this energy, which is totally true. When Limbiscuit plays like break stuff, I was like, this is the worst possible like I was I was watching this morning I was like this is just a recipe for disaster but like the entire time I'm like literally singing every word I'm like I got a chainsaw I'll skin your ass raw I'm like I fucking love the song I listen to this song like probably once a month like sometimes you just wake he's right it's one of those days when you just want to wake up and like everything is fucked everybody sucks and I'm like yes like but I mean, I can see playing this to like a bunch of drunk. I was also going to say, what do you think the drug of choice was? I feel like this was all straight alcohol. I don't I, think so. I mean, but I wonder, they didn't mention it specifically, well, it but what drugs do you so think were, it was besides the ecstasy? So ecstasy, probably coke. I you think coke? I don't know. He definitely had drugs. Well, I know. Yeah. But they just didn't I mean, mention specifically what it was. Like 
I was I was thinking, yeah, mainly alcohol, but maybe like I don't know. I bet, I bet people are doing like LSD at some point. Yeah, like, that yeah. doesn't really seem like a fun thing to no, be doing in no, an angry no, no, no. situation. metal show. Well, you're right. Yeah. I think like for the most part, those aggressive men were just really wasted. Yeah. yeah. I think they were, I, the scary part is that I don't think they needed that many drugs to get that way. Like that's what was really scary is that like this is kind of something that seems to Honestly, be innate. You don't even feel like that within them aggressive on drugs. This is. Thing. Yeah, that's that's what's scary is that this is a, this is who you are. Yeah, in deep inside somewhere, this is not something that only comes out when you're like fucking three sheets wasted. Like you, when you get around and you see it, I mean, in lots of different ways. Like when you get around the same gender, it just seems to be a total night and day. Lilith Fair was not like this, people. <laughs> like it was definitely not this, and this wasn't even branded as like an all male show but it was totally like for men i, I mean just don't, i mean i'm still kind of amazed at like how long like these people have been organizing festivals and they got it so wrong how like, did how? they not like did artists not want to play it like no, i think they just they just didn't ask the, the best selling bands at the time well like alanis why would you say yes did they see the lineup ahead of time and go like Okay, yeah, I'd be like, hell no, I don't want to play this show. I know, but I guess it's just a name, isn't it? You kind of want to be part of, especially after 94, because it was so great. So you had like... Yeah, they didn't know what would happen. It kind of was, I don't know. I I, I understand why you want to play. Yeah, I guess you never want to miss out. (laughs) Be like, what the fuck? I could have played the show, and I said no. It just looks so sad. I remember being like watching the news when it happened and just thinking like how depressing, like... This uh, amazing festival that happened in '69 with these all like super iconic like musicians, and it it just became like this, you know. It felt like a really mainstream, weird like. Honestly, all the worst things that I thought about Americans that I was just watching on the news. Well, know? yeah, it kind of My, is. it was more like a spring break, but going wrong. Yeah, like, yeah, totally. They they mentioned that it's like the girls gone wild culture. Yeah, was I was so that. big. It was yeah. so prevalent. So big. I remember just even late night, like you'd watch TV at like after midnight, and it would all be ads, like info commercials for those tapes, like and just show tons of girls like flashing and and like you buy this DVD, and I was like, what? Like why are people doing this? Like why are they like oh my god like and they wanted to be on it like girls mm-hmm. like would go to certain bars because they were like oh girls gone wild's gonna be there at this bar even in my college like they would do tours they would do like college tours and girls would go to be like oh they're gonna do girls gone wild i'm like you want to be on this video it's really weird yeah like, I don't that's just, it, it's right? really strange but that was the new thing because obviously porn was not what it is now so you had to still get it in a, in a shop or like a video store or online or on the tv to call in an order like because now it's just so different so i guess that was their so they were talking about how that was essentially blanketed into like pay-per-view we also see tons of topless women a few <laughs> naked women i'm surprised they're completely men, naked but yeah yeah and men so which men, gross yeah. so gross. but so many like uh, it was just it was crazy yeah i was like talking to lauren about this earlier of of air obviously and i yeah i'm really interested to hear your view jules because you're younger than us so like Mm -hmm. i I don't really know what you think about this but i it's funny how like 
obviously people feed off each other's energy, right? And it takes like a few people to do something to, for everyone else to follow, especially when you're in that kind of bubble. Mm -hmm. And it's really weird how like some girls were like topless and then everyone else just went topless too. Like it's really strange. Yeah, they were like together. Like I don't understand. Like I don't get it I'm, because I was never like that. So I can't really relate to that mentality. Yeah, yeah, I don't. Even now, I mean, well, especially now. <laughs> Yeah, well, yeah, definitely now um, I wouldn't, but... What do you think? Because you're from a different time as well. Like, I guess I'm having a hard time, like, with the question, like, what what, what do I think of the, like... The women that were topless and everything? Think, um, like, I... I mean, you think it's... I mean, this is obviously quite controversial, because, like, some people are like, oh, no, women's rights, you know, like, women can do whatever they want. But I'm like, yes, but I'm not saying, like... I have, I feel like I have conflicting. Yeah, um, I have two minds about Yeah, it. I have two mindsets because I, I do believe in, you know, releasing the titty, like free the titty. But, <laughs> releasing. But, but, but there's also another part of me that, um, you know, like, let's say with like my, my own views of feminism, like I, when I think of like my own personal feminism, I don't, I don't want it to be about my body because I'm so much more than my body. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, and so when I see like, you know, women, like, let's just face it at a certain point, like in this documentary, like women were being like, like yelled at to take their top off, <laughs> you know? And, and at that point, like, you're not, you're not you're not taking off your top for um for the freedom at that point you're taking your top off for for the male gaze again mm -hmm. and, exactly. and that's that's when that's when I'm like this isn't cool that's I would I personally wouldn't do that because I'm like fuck all the dudes like I don't want them to see my boobs like that they don't deserve that they don't <laughs> What have yeah. they done? <laughs> I mean, it's like the whole thing about like, okay, yes, we are, we should be entitled to do, to be kind of naked and like walk around and not be molested. Obviously, yeah. you know, it doesn't mean that we should be molested because we're topless. But at the same time, it, to me, it's just a bit like, well, you're exposing yourself. It's almost like, yes, I have the right, but it's kind of silly to also do that because I'm kind of putting myself at risk. I'm going to get the wrong kind of attention. Mm -hmm. And I just, I don't get it. I just literally don't get it. Well, I mean, I would love to, like, talk, ask someone who is, like... Who would do it. Yeah, who, who would, would be like, oh, yeah, I do it. Well, and it's, it's another feeling of going back to um, 69 where, let, let's say, if I was in if I was, you know, a 20 year old, uh, in that time, I probably would have taken my top off in, in 69. 69 like, cause, cause I feel like it was a little bit different. Yeah. I think, yeah, I think it's just different, different circumstances. Like I, I would be, I don't even think I would ever, like, if I had the opportunity, I would not go to Woodstock 99 because it, it, just like perpetuates fear in my body. <laughs> yeah, chilling. I literally got so like terrified watching it for all the 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 few women that you see like sprinkled throughout the crowd. There's like maybe one for every like four hundred men. Like I don't even know what the gender breakdown was there. It's... And they keep going for the boobs and the ass and like putting their hand down. Like you could see in some of the yeah, clips and it's like. <sighs> it's just it's just. I mean, I've I've definitely crowd surfed and definitely been groped. But I've definitely, like, 
I mean, I've definitely never crowd surfed in like a bikini top. Definitely no. had on like two bras and like a I mean, fucking the shirt. Thing is, do we think that maybe it's because everyone was so wasted and they kind of were I thinking guess. and everyone is just kind of like, whatever, this is fun? Because I definitely don't think it comes from a place of like, oh, well, Woodstock was all about like love and they didn't give a free love because they didn't even know no they didn't even those people wearing the woodstock kind of no um, fans no they didn't even care when that guy when who was it oh god that guy is fucking scott stapp from creed who we will not have any creed uh... (laughs) we have to talk about scott stapp oh no (laughs) wait wait we haven't gotten there yet wait you're talking about robbie krieger yes when he brought him out and everyone could give a fuck so because sad. do they even I mean, know who the doors are? Like, that was really sad. It was really sad. It was really sad. Like, I mean, he tried. I don't blame him. I think that's really cool. I think that he, that he tried. To. I will never say anything that Scott Stepp ever does. But I don't really no, hate him so much. I don't understand. I, do, I, I don't like him. Let's put him in the Julia Roberts pile. I want to talk about Scott Stepp. Okay, oh my the God. Reason, the reason why I want to talk about him is like, it's not that I like Creed because I, I don't necessarily like Creed, but okay, I think Joel, they're so, I think they're so funny. Like Scott Stapp, like, okay, I don't want to make fun of anyone who's gone through like mental health issues, but like he's become a meme. He has he's, a, he's a, he's a total meme. Yeah. No, I don't know this. I literally just know him from his awful fashion and shitty music. Like, well, I think he's like, he became like a, like a, you know, I guess he's like super religious and just like, I couldn't take him seriously. But when I saw him in the documentary, I got so excited because I was like, Hey, he's alive. And two, I know nothing about him. Why would he not be alive? No, he, he like, he like went crazy. Oh, um, he like definitely no. went crazy, and like uh, I, I don't I feel know. Feel bad. Was, I don't know if he was doing like meth or I don't know what he was doing. But, well, how does he look uh, so good? Yeah, I thought he looked good. He must I have thought Botox. He looked great. I think yeah. he looks amazing. Actually. He must have Botox, or maybe he's a detox. Maybe he's on like a vegan Jared Leto diet. Yeah, I just I just love Scott Stapp for like the just the comedy that I get within myself. Maybe I'm the only one who like thinks he's memeable, but um That's really funny. Yeah, I give him credit for that. I also give mad credit for Rosie Perez coming out there and all them shouting like, Show us your tits and she's like, I'm not showing you shit. I wish they had interviewed her. I know. Because it'd be great to hear from, like... She probably, like, literally came on for a hot second and then scooted the fuck out of there. I doubt she was there for the weekend. She probably just came and then did, like, an appearance and then was like, fuck this. Like, people are yelling, show me your tits. Like, why am I going to stay here? Like, no. Um, The DMX thing, that was really Uh, crazy. What did Uh, you think? Yeah, what what did you think? um, Okay, first of all... D- DMX is massive at this point. Rest in peace, DMX, as he just recently passed away. But DMX was massive at the time. I wouldn't... A lot of people... I, I never remember him being big for a white audience, though. I mean, he was never, like, an Eminem. Granted, Eminem is white, so it's a little bit different. But I don't remember him being, like, so many white people knowing his music. Like, to the point where they mention it that there's... Um, I don't know the song, but... There's a call and response into the song where he's he's doing like the typical like, you know, says something and the crowd says it back and he's just like saying the N word and they're all just screaming it back. Now, I don't like there there are also two minds of this, too, Mm -hmm. like people who rap it in songs when it's in songs and people are expecting 
anyone who's not black to not say it or like look at people to see if they're going to say it, which is something I don't remember in the 90s. I don't remember ever, I guess, like thinking about it or like, because I think at that point, rap was still big in the black community. I don't think it had really crossed over into where everyone liked it. It was Eminem, I think, who really made it more of like, even if it was suburban white kids listening to it, like Tupac and shit, it still was not covered that way. It was still covered Mm -hmm. on BET. It was still covered in like Yo MTV raps and there just wasn't a whole lot of integration. But then was it Eminem was like 99. So I'm assuming that around that time it was like, there was more rap that was integrated into the rock audience. And it was like new metal, which was like rap and rock and like Snoop Dogg was with, you know, fucking Limp Bizkit. Like it was kind of starting to like get better i guess like more like integrated like oh we're not so separate anymore but then i mean i don't know like if you had been there if i had been there i mean what would i do you think you would have felt anything or be like this is just music or what i don't i mean i really don't know it's really hard to I mean, even if I was uncomfortable, what was I going to do? I'm outnumbered at this I mean, place I feel anyway. I uncomfortable when I hear... I, like, it's, I don't want to hear that word. It's uncomfortable. Like, I don't... But then why is he... The thing is, is they were all surprised that he played this song mm. that literally has that call and response in it, expecting the crowd... Like, he said, like he says, like, the half of the song, and he waits for the crowd, like, expecting them to say it back. So did he expect that we they weren't going to say it? Like, I don't... I mean, they were all, like we're surprised he did this song. Yeah. Like he has tons of other songs that is, that's not in the lyrics. So they were like, the people interviewing were like, I don't know. I mean, even if I felt really fucked up about it, what was I going to do? Yeah. You know, like I'm surrounded by a sea of white people. So like, what it's am I going to do? Be like, like Hey, choice, stop. Like, but I feel like you can't really explain anything that musicians do because when they're on the stage, they just are like, yeah, I don't know. Do you know what I mean? But then it was like, is it, like did he feel some type of uh like power that he was controlling all of these so. these think, people I, I that were not from, black I like yeah like there there's so many layers to it too and also like that performance i've watched that performance i've watched most of these entire sets like i've seen all the limp Bizkit, all the chili peppers all of rage all of metallica but like that he did incredible commanding like mm-hmm. he is or oh, no, was an incredible uh performer and just I think he might've been on some type of adrenaline and maybe like, even like the guy, Jonathan Davies, and you can definitely speak to this tools at some point when you're in that kind of a show where it's just going so hype and it's just so crazy. Like you just black out. Like you, Mm. you just somehow play the songs you're playing and just get through it. And that's it because it's just like, it's out of your control at this point. Like the crowd is going to do what they're going to do. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it is a weird choice that he did it, but 20 years ago, I mean, not that we weren't as sensitive because we were, it's not like it was okay to say that, but it's just, it's a really, it's weird. Like, I don't, I don't really know how I would react or like, I don't know if I would react any differently if I was at a Kendrick Lamar show and it was like, you know, a mixed crowd and he says it and I look over at a white person and they say it like, I don't know what that would be like either. I I mean, I don't know. Like, what am I going to do? Say like, Hey, you can't say that. Like, Maybe not say anything, but still you feel it in a certain way. Yeah, I mean, I definitely feel that, like, people who you think don't say it fucking say it. You're crazy to think they don't when they're not around you. 
So that's what that one guy was saying in the documentary that he was like, what if you were the one black person that was yeah. with as, like four or five white yeah. friends. Right. And you all are going to the show, which I have been in multiple times, been like the only black one there. And it's like, they're like, what, what would your, what, I think he said like, what would your friendships be like oh, after yeah, this? Yeah, like that, knowing yeah. that they said this and you know, it's like, I mean, I don't know. I mean, the thing is like, you would hope, that's not something that I everyone mean, but not, I've known of friendships that ended because someone said that word and yeah, well, I, I've them in their in their presence. Yeah, and then not in musical like, context. You're talking about just in conversation or yeah, like an insult. And, and yeah, it didn't mean any harm. It's just, I just said it. It's just a way of expressing like it didn't mean anything. A white like, person said this. Yeah. Oh, okay, and this no. other person was like, "That is never acceptable." Like, mm-hmm. I've been in like, situations like that where like. I've seen people, you know, ended their friendships over. It's weird. And this was like 15 years ago, you know? Yeah, that, okay, I, in a conversation and in a different setting, I can totally see that. But in, like, a music stand, it's just different. Like, it's I wish they had different... asked him, why, what made you sing that? Because they interviewed him, but he didn't, they didn't Yeah, like, that. did you even think about it? Was that a thing? Like, I thought that was an interesting context that they brought it in. I'm sure a lot of people, uh, I've seen some mixed reviews on the, on the, you know, on the, the documentary as a whole, like, oh, they had to bring race into it. I'm like, well, it's kind of, I mean, I mean it's kind of know. very unevenly weighted here. Yeah, like, and, and they sure. mentioned that if this was a hip hop festival, there'd be fucking carnage. I yeah. mean, let's be real. There wouldn't be nice police walking in being like, okay, move along, move along with like little nightsticks, yeah. not even hitting them, not even touching them, nothing. Like, you know, it's just, you can see what happened last year, like when there were protests. So, I mean, it, that's it's the same thing. Yeah, yeah. It's the same exact thing. Like it would not be a peaceful thing, but yeah, I thought that was interesting that they brought that up. Um, and then also I got really sad when they were talking about like, you know, to these kids, like Nirvana and Pearl Jam was just like a joke. It was like so far removed for oh, them. Like yeah. they didn't care about like, only been a few years yeah. And like they, they showed how Kurt Cobain was like super progressive, you know, like gender switching and oh Eddie yeah. Vedder's talking about women's rights, Michael Stipe. And it just literally just like nosedived off a cliff into like this. They said what they borrowed from rap was like misogyny yeah. and like homophobia essentially, which is not what rock was really doing at the time. And then it just like morphed into like, you know, this fucking cesspool. That always happens. Yeah. It's like, kind of see it with like each term, um, presidential term, like you have it one way and then the next term is completely opposite. It's kind of like rebellion, you know, like, yeah, it's like against what was like what happened in 2016. Like that's why we got who we got. Yeah. Yeah, Unfortunately. Um, I love Corn and Jonathan Davis is a literal incredible performer. If they even perform again, go see Corn. They're really awesome. But um, I love that he was just like I blacked out. Like I don't. I did uh, fashion note. I do love the leather kill. Oh, yes. <laughs> Sorry, I'm so glad you said it. I am obsessed with that outfit. It really looked great on him. It looks so cool. Yeah. With the track, he wears like the track jumper and then like the the so shoes. Sparkly bits i saw like some kind of chain or something it was cool it was definitely super cool and then water for four dollars i mean i guess that's about norm but how much is four dollars now like 10 would that be like eight or nine bucks or like 10 bucks is that what they charge at festivals now i mean the festivals that i've been to what is always as expensive as like beer and so they want you to just drink this is why a lot of people but this is again this is like 
on YouTube, you're responsible of your own acts. You know and the I mean? ticket's expensive. I was bucks. because all I drank was wine because it was cheaper than water. Oh, so I drank God. wine from 11 a.m. to like 11 p.m. <laughs> no. Yeah, it's really bad. But you know, you do shit like that when you're young. You don't I think. can't even. My body is like shaking just thinking about drinking wine for like 12 hours. Do you the festivals move. that you played at, like, do you find that the, the like, the price of things are, you know, normally quite high, like food and drinks and stuff. Well, like the ones that I've played, we like will have free, like free drinks. She's and on free the pushy side. But <laughs> but as as an as an attendee, like the last one, like one of the like last day festivals I went to, it it didn't. I mean, to me, like maybe I just haven't really thought about it. But like, if I'm yeah. If I'm gonna buy like a five or ten dollar beer, water's typically the same. And like, but if I'm going to a festival, I don't really think about it because I'm like, well, this is part of the experience. Yeah, I'm not happy yeah. about paying that well, much. What are you but I'm do? Like, yeah, so I don't, I don't really like get angry about it. Yeah, yeah but they were I mean, just I feel fucking like that raging. At the end of the day, everything's always expensive at festivals. That I I know that too well. Like it's just part for the course, oh, really. Ten dollars for like a tiny sausage with some. Yeah, bread. like no, yeah, because people are not eating; they're probably just drinking. They're it's like, like let's just spend money on drugs, you know. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> My gosh, we need a whole like festival chronicles like jai's jai's <laughs> festival chronicles because i know nothing about this oh i'm like God, such I a square you know i'm I've not been under really terrible conditions like i am not a festival person i no, like i'm not either I, I and i think it's because the crowds and like watching this and just watching the crowd this is such I was a like dream situation yeah, i was like i cannot like i even if it let's say nothing bad happened in this just the amount of people like hell no i would not want to be there yeah, <laughs> and so maybe that's why i like smaller smaller shows because it's more intimate and it's um like yeah just just that amount of people it stresses me out <laughs> yeah i mean if you want to hear the band don't go to a festival but that's yeah like, maybe slight different thing i don't know actually I, I don't know i just feel like people that go to festivals for the most part in the uk they're so into the music and like you kind of don't care so like when i went up we went to serbia to this festival called exit and it was like a hundred degrees Oh, and it's God. like July or August, I can't remember. And you you can't you have to camp. So you obviously can't ever sleep in your tent because it's really hot. So yeah, because it's enclosed. So you just have it just to keep your stuff in there, but you actually have to find a tree to sleep under. Do people steal your stuff? No. No? No. See, this is the thing. I was talking no, to Jai no, about this in the no. car. I it is like a fantasy world when Jai tells me about like, oh, no, people wouldn't steal your stuff. Like, we just really have it so bad in certain ways. Like, we don't really trust our fellow yeah. countrymen, I guess you could say. Like, our fellow, like, American. Like, I, I don't trust them not to steal from me. You know what I mean? Because we're always on the alert at all yeah, times. It's so it sucks, sad. yeah, you that we can't have that like, experience. I like, so I don't want to throw Lauren under the bus or anything, but I feel like... Ever since I know her, she's always like, "You're too trusting. You can't go you to, are. To, to this person." Like, <laughs> you can't. Or she was like, "Don't talk to anyone." Yeah, like, you better I, not. I like, it's really hard for me to understand why, like, she can't see things from my from the same perspective. That you know what I mean? Because yeah, this like, is why. I come from a country where, like, 
you can like wear really nice clothes and take all your like cool outfits to a festival because you want to look this cool gives me and no one will take anything <laughs> you know you take camera and phones and you can leave everything the entire day there where you go and enjoy the music now i don't think i could even and unfortunately i don't think i could even enjoy the music because <laughs> i'm thinking about all the shit at the fucking tent that someone is stealing when everyone else is like yay we're listening to music i'd be like guys we really need to get back to that tent because someone is totally <laughs> ransack all our shit sure there's some theft but like it's not not to an scale that is like an issue. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, where like, it's like everyone. And I can say that all the times that I've been and all my friends that have been to festivals, no, not one person has had a bad experience in terms of like something got stolen or even assault, like no. assault, like sex assaults no, are never no, no. Never. And, and I also wanted to add this because I told Lauren earlier, but I don't know if you know this festival jewels called Reading. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah we so know, that the funny. lineup is quite hardcore in that festival. That's just the, the, the music, you know. Um, and I've been to that festival, and it's kind of similar in the sense, I mean, it's not as big, obviously, as Woodstock 99. But, but it's like several hundred thousand. It's like 100,000 people, right? Yeah, 100, yeah it's, pretty, it's yeah. big, yeah. Maybe just under that, because Glastonbury is like 100. That's even bigger, right? Yeah. It's like 200,000? I think it's a hundred. Okay, yeah, it's a lot. I've seen the pictures. Yeah, well, now it's probably a hundred fifty thousand, but I don't know. Um, yeah, so like it's really muddy because it's England and it rains all the time, and but it's not it's, human waste. No, because they got the shit fear. They they have it sorted. They that's what I mean. Like the yeah, why can't they go over there and watch? I don't understand do. how like they can't. They couldn't get it right. It's because America sucks. <laughs> I know. But it's like, how do you not know how to do fucking toilets? Well, Jai, when I when I hear you, like, I, I wish I could have your perspective as well. Because I'm kind of on Lauren's, like, like I'm, I have the same perception that Lauren has where it's like, and maybe it's just because it's taught to, like, I, I feel like I was taught to be, like, paranoid about, like, people stealing my shit or following me mm-hmm. or do, just doing just doing bad things it's like almost like programmed yeah of yeah course. And so you're quite like more wary right yeah step, yeah well yeah i mean also sorry i found this really funny that happened in the in the documentary when they show the showers like <laughs> okay. who the fuck is going in there wait this is what i want to know so the Uh-oh. showers of festivals in england are not that different but okay. you never compare it to concentration camps or like anything like that. Oh, they said like refugee camps, refugee right? Camp, sorry. Yeah. Sorry, my bad. Um, but like literally it's all like a big space and you're all naked and you just shower. And but that's because you guys don't grow up with this crazy yeah, puritanical nudity restriction. Like, okay, cool. I'm just here to shower. No, okay. that's literally like the last thing. I and you saw all the people that were showering were dudes because no one wants to look at your fucking junk. So none of the girls are like peering over into the guys section <laughs> through a tarp like, ooh, what guys are like, no, like you're like, oh, <laughs> get me the fuck out of here. I don't even I know, know what I would do. It's just so funny how even they compare it to like the refugee camps. The refugee they camp. showed all of oh, the like, like tents. I was like, the only way you're going to get fucking showers in a festival. And you will never think, like, again, if you had seen the bathrooms in, in like Glastonbury, for example, or Reading, it is what it is. I mean, it's definitely well done in the sense that I can't really, I don't want to describe it, but I'm going to send you photos of it like later. Like, it's just they build like a massive wooden 
like a but, structure yeah and you obviously have like cubicles but at the end of the day if you look through the hole it's all one Oh, it's one big like one trough, big that trough that they yeah that they yeah. dig and, and put them over. And it's what it is. And you're in a fucking farm. But it's like, way better than whatever yeah, it the fuck go was anywhere, going on Even there. though it rains all the time, and every year for any festival you'll see this always rain. There's like mud, yeah. But, but you don't. And people wear the wellies. Yeah, you, like you have to, you don't go anywhere without them because there's going to be mud. That's how I judged Glastonbury. It's like when she was with Pete Doherty yeah. and she had those amazing outfits. But yeah, literally like so raining, really like uh, like crazy people doing mosh pits because it's the music that, you know. Um, but you, they're not angry. They're not going to hurt you if you're a woman. Literally, I remember being at the front and this guy was like, oh, you can go behind me because the mosh pit. And I like, we just literally really fucked stranger, up, you know. Way. It's just so different. I can't even compare yeah. i feel the way that jules does i I'm, I'm so sad that i don't again have that outlook like it's never too late to go to a british festival no yeah it's not too late i feel like i i was listening to a podcast jules knows it the reality gaze uh, about yeah. reality tv and they were talking about like um you know like lots of people do it, it gets really expensive when you get older than where you travel because you're like i want to stay at a marriott i want to shower <laughs> i'm not gonna stay at a hostel this time i kind of want like a bed with sheets like i want to not have a locker to put my shit away like so when you travel like when you get older it gets more expensive like i don't i'd have to switch off my like i guess like first world like issue with like going to a festival if i was to go now i would totally go now if there was like a band or even just to go I, who cares like I, I would just like to go to i want to go to primavera i want to go to rock Skilda. like oh, yeah. there's so many that i would i would go oh, to the european God, ones so the many. ones here not interested yeah, there aren't yeah. even any bands here that i even care I about that would play. Because it's a different yeah i would yeah. totally do it i would love to be able to experience that mm-hmm. type of non like I don't know, like just on edge experience. Now it's even weirder because there's like, I don't know, people have cell phones now. So now people are like, I don't even know yeah, like what it's weird, weird shit now, happens I have to now. Say, like everyone's taking photos all the time and I just, it's just annoying. But- yeah, it's like too much. Um, I have to say that, okay, the few notes that I have here was all right, Saturday at 8 45, I wrote, that sounds chills down my spine after Alana's at 7.30. Poor girl. Mm-hmm. It's Limp Biscuit, Rage, and Metallica. And then it's like Saturday at 8.45, Limp Biscuit, And I wrote, break your fucking face tonight. So, so like, Fred Durst is just like, what well, the, the bassist comes out and just gives the finger. Oh, like, yeah. as soon as he comes out without even saying anything. And they're like, all right, this was the energy. I was like, it, it was the total Eminem energy. Eminem was the same he always did like the middle finger. Yeah. He was always like, yeah, fuck you, whatever. And um, now I also read that he's like the biggest rap selling artist of all time. Who? Eminem. He sold what? more units than like, really? they showed all the breakdown of like Tupac, of all these. He sold like 200 million some records. Oh it was crazy. God. I don't know how like precise that list was, but I was like, I mean, that's actually, probably true. Like Eminem, so I'm not gonna... Yeah, I was like, that's probably true. Um, He probably, because he definitely crossed so many different like demographics so like wow. so many people bought his shit um the limp biscuit set was fucking crazy and that's when they had the plywood and that's when he was like oh that looks cool you yeah. crowd surfing on the plywood i was like oh jesus <laughs> he wasn't as like antagonistic i think as they made it out to be like 
the festival people, like the promoter guy, mm-hmm. was like, we went up to him and was like, you got to help us calm this down. I was like, that's gonna he and then he. I was like, you, shit, yeah, that's so. what he's like. Well, you know, like this is crazy. Like I'm gonna play my song. You first of all, you can't ex- expect the artist to be able to control that size of a crowd. No, I mean, again, I don't think. They just needed to blame someone, but I do think it's just a combination of everything. It's the energy yeah, that she yeah. wrote, followed by the next band, by the next band, by the heat, by everything that was going. Give on. me something to break. <laughs> oh my god, that song's great though. Break stuff. <laughs> I have to say, I, I know I keep saying this for everything, but I'm actually gonna make a Woodstock '99 mix because it's <laughs> a lot of shit that I have on my computer. But, but um, also Rage Against the Machine. I love that they didn't really like they lit their amp on fire but rage fucking rage and i and it's so funny now that you see people talk about rage and tom morello just hits back on twitter all these people are like why are you so political he's like have you listened to any of our fucking oh, music yeah, for like 30 really years like, <laughs> nah, no, like i don't think a i don't think a guitarist from a rock band has the like you know has the way to like you telling me what to do he's like oh i also have a poli sci masters from harvard so i guess like i'm like Morello's a fucking genius and wow, he's just crazy. like i guess that you know i guess that doesn't mean anything either and they're like oh <laughs> like yeah because he's fucking badass and i mean rage is awesome they're another incredible band but it just they didn't really talk about them but it seems like they just played and left it seems like people oh, didn't get yeah. crazy rowdy during their set jules did you like any of those bands oh yeah i loved rage god they're so fucking good i i would have i would have enjoyed seeing that <laughs> not the front you wouldn't know and not at the back either because you get that delay you get the sound delay where the guy was like it was a wave because like they hear it i think it was jonathan davies was like you you they hear it like way later because of the way the sound travels so he's like yeah i just had to keep going because i couldn't you know i couldn't keep up with the way that it was going i was like that's so fucking crazy and then metallica I wrote that was such a dark set. Yeah. Like, it was so dark. I was like, fuck, you can't even see anything. Like, yeah. this just seems like a recipe for disaster. And that was, like, 11.52 at night. Then they showed Moby. And I wrote, Moby played the rave tent. And then it just exploded. Yeah. And then they fucking were like, we're out. Like, I think it was really <laughs> funny to see. They're like, oh, it's, like, uh, like all-nighter. So it was, like, rave and, like, electronic music. Which... Sounds really fun mm-hmm. until you see the people that were there. And that yeah. mentioned, like, there's no crossover between Ooh. ecstasy and raving and, like, fucking new metal. Like, they're not the same people. This is this thing that I find just really shocking, again, from, like, winter festivals. Like, that is no, that makes no sense. You kind of set the, the main stages close to each other. So, like, people can go, like, if you're not into that, then you can go to that. They were so like, far apart, But too. They, the main stages were really far apart, and then the rape bit was too close to the main one of those. Mm-hmm. So you just had people that were there just because they were too drunk and it was something to do. But it's, it's so sad nuts. because imagine seeing Bobby play, like, electronic music, like, doing, like, a DJ set. How cool. That's so cool. But then why is a corn fan or a Limp Biscuit fan well, no. even interested in that? You but know what I mean? Said, oh, we didn't really care about that music, but we just went anyway. Yeah, because it was open yeah. and everyone else had stopped playing. I mean, um, I, I think I think the, the true person to blame for 
just the entire festival is the booker yeah like the the booker is the reason why this was a failure Mm -hmm. it's like how long have you been doing this for that you didn't know what what kind of crowd you were gonna get with this lineup like it makes no sense they were just greedy and And it already had been there already were shows it's not like they hadn't played live before you knew all their fans you knew what their shows are like already and they already had, like, Family Values was in 99. So, like, they already had that tour that was essentially the new metal tour, which was awesome. So, like, you could go there. They shouldn't have had such, a, like, like unevenly weighted for, like, really angsty new metal. Like, it should have been a good mix. There was not only new metal in 99. I mean, there were other bands. Yeah. It's just that those were the biggest ones. But they should have been sprinkled in. It should have been, like, Metallica one night and then, like, rage another and then like yeah, maybe look exactly. skip and not all like fucking back to back to back like yeah. all together all day all night like that was too much and then we get to sunday and sundays when like the peace walls getting torn down people are like why the fuck is anyone here i guess red hot chili peppers was still us to play and like a few other bands and then they talk about this story where this young girl was like being carted off in an ambulance. Oh my god! She was god. like a child, wasn't she? Like fourteen or something, like really young. Wait, I thought she was like seven. Oh, was she a kid? Kid? No, I thought she was a child. No, seven, surely. Was she not? Oh, okay. Maybe I don't. Yeah, I wasn't sure. They just said she was like a young girl, but I was like, is that fourteen or is that fourteen? Yeah, but again, why is a fourteen-year-old there? And who are they with? Like, who, like, yeah, like, and they said that they were, like, transporting her to ambulance and found out that she was sexually assaulted, which is the first that they mention of this throughout the entire thing, but it's definitely been happening all weekend, which is crazy. And then they find out that, like, uh, some of the women that were there, I think one woman set up a fund for survivors Mm -hmm. and a website that was, like, did you have an awful experience, like, list it down here and some people said that they were like passed out and one oh my God. model showed oh, up oh my God, another I girl said so. like these guys were like attacking her disgusting. and like molesting her when she like came to i was like this is this is why we have this seemingly paranoid fear but like ultimately a reasonable one because of a lot of stories like that and so many that weren't reported what did they say at the end like eight assaults were reported eight only eight come on like there were hundreds um and it was just like and it just seemed like even the groups when you see the girls with a bunch of guys when like there was one where the girl was like flashing and it was all these guys in front of her with cameras like those disposables yeah and grabbing her there was never another woman around it was always like one woman and like 30 guys and i was like who are these people like did, did they not come with another girl? I mean, usually it's like strength in numbers. You know what I mean? Like, did you come with like four guys? It was like you and four guys thinking that these guys are going to protect you. But then when they all get together, like they could be your friends who are like, take your top off. Like, you don't know. Yeah. It just like turns into such a fucking, oh God. And these promoters, like, dude, fuck them. Like the guy who promoted 94, oh. he was like, oh, MTV only showed the bad parts. I was like MTV had to escape because they could no longer assure their people's security. But that one dude, I think he was the, I think he was the promoter. He was blaming the women. And yeah. I was like, dude, you are on the wrong side of history. Yeah, totally. He's like, they're all naked. Yeah. It wasn't Michael Lang. It was the other guy who was a promoter oh, of 94 yeah. and 99. He was like, well, all those women were like, had their shirts off and like, you know, people shouldn't be assaulted, but kind of like they get what they asked for is what well, he was no, saying. That's not, I mean, 
I just think I, I thought it was interesting in a weird way that so many girls were doing that. Like, I don't, you know, but I, of course I don't think they should have been molested. I just no. don't care why. What makes you think this is, you're safe doing that? Yeah, yeah, I was going to say, like, what, you would have to feel extremely safe, I would think, I mean, to do that. I you even wear, like, a short skirt when you know you're going to go to a specific part of town because you know it. Yeah. Men will, you know, it's... I but at a festival... And some of them were completely naked. Like, one girl was on some guy's shoulders and she was completely know, naked. And I was so, like, oh, girl, like, are you, did they, like, dr- I mean, I'm sure they drugged a lot of these women, so they didn't know. I'm sure there was, like, GHB and, like, oh, all that sorts of date rape shit. Yeah, yeah, where you just don't know what you're doing and you, you just are completely out of your mind. And I mean, it has to be. There's no way that you're just, like, these many women are like voluntarily mm. doing shit and they would like pull the stuff off them. Like I think one girl said that she said they pulled her clothes off of her. Like they were going to the infirmary tents. And they said one woman said that like they literally just like tore her clothes off and she didn't have any clothes. And like, I was like, Oh my God. Like, and they're never going to be the same. Could you imagine like Jesus. being so traumatized by oh, any group, that, like yeah. even any group of a lot of people, even not even a concert, just like, in general, a plane, like, I mean, anywhere where you just see massive groups of people, you probably just get... But it's like, imagine having that done to you and then all these other men looking at you not really helping yeah, you. Yeah, when you're supposed to think that a man will protect you. Like, that's your kind of instinct when yeah. you're a young, a young woman or a girl. Like, you do, they do tell you to go to another woman, mm-hmm. but what if you're outnumbered? Yeah. You would think there would be at least one or two decent men that are willing to like stand up and you know be like hey get off of her and like pull them out but then you suddenly like what happens when you realize like you're fucked and this is not gonna happen and there's no one that's coming to get me like it's just it's just awful it's so awful to think about and of course like i wrote jewel question mark exclamation oh my god yeah like in her wedges she was like playing in wedges it's nuts um and then 9 45 we get red hot chili peppers and i guess they've been handing out candles all night because columbine had also just happened and they were gonna light candles as a vigil for all the columbine victims which obviously was good in theory but when you hand all these people fucking candles fire ensues and then of course red hot chili peppers they tell them like calm it down people are starting to light fires and they play Jimi Hendrix's fire. Yeah. <laughs> like, let me stand next to your fire. I was like, oh, all right, Anthony Kiedis. Oh, well, I think that I <laughs> yeah, read, Jules, uh, I mean, I read somewhere story, but... that actually, well, apparently in his memoir, he says that he only played that song, they played that song because Jimi Hendrix's sister asked him to, as a tribute to like Woodstock 69. Wow. But we don't know. I mean, maybe. Yeah, we don't know. Yeah, they definitely didn't say that. But it seemed like that was just adding, quote unquote, fuel to the fire. I mean, I For real. I, I just think, like, what you have to be fucking insane to, like, just set a fire. You know what I mean? Like, those people that were throwing chairs, like, what drives you to do that? Fire's a weird thing. Like, fire is <sighs> a... It's There must be some kind of chemical reaction that does to the brain. Because a lot of arsonists are very specific types of people. I find it really interesting. Like people who build bombs and people who are arsonists are like very specific types of people. Like 
they usually like to see their own work. Like a lot of arsonists are usually on the scene because they're obsessed with fire. And I think they even see that with young kids. Like uh, I think it happens in in men or young boys mostly, but like they set fire to things and like they become like a pyromaniac. Like you hear like pyromaniac, but I think fire is such a like, when there are massive amounts of fire and people throwing things into it, I think it, it almost is like that riot mentality where everyone just starts like, I don't know. I think people are like transfixed by fire in a weird way, especially in a crowd. I don't know what it is. I don't know, but I think it's a chemical response. I think because it's so like, it just looks so elementally interesting. You know, it's orange. You know, it's so you hot. Must think like, God, we're in a festival. We're like, if you're fucking wasted, hands, we could like fucking die. No, that's definitely not. That's not what they're thinking. I mean, I would think that, but I think they were just wanted to fuck shit up. And if fires are going. I mean, why are you going to stop here? This is kind of a license mm-hmm. to just, it's like with looting. Like when you see looting in cities, like they set fires, you know, like yeah. it's just fi- fire just is part of it for some reason. I don't know why, but it just seems to be part of it. And they just started like breaking up food trucks. And that guy was like, yeah, we broke into this truck and there were all these pretzels. And he's like, I don't even know why I was doing it. I just like went in and started throwing all these pretzels everywhere and breaking up. They took all the fucking merch like, they were like, yeah, look at these jackets. Woo, like, free. Yeah. And got, like, a whole, like, it was just, like, crazy, dumb shit. And, like, a lot of the guys took no remorse for it. And he's like, it was Lord of the Flies out there. Um, he's like, it was insane. It was like, and one guy was like, no rules apply. Like, no oh, rules of society yeah. oh, apply yeah. here. I was like, so I can't believe this didn't explode into, like, the surrounding town and become, like, a wave of people just... I mean, it was just crazy that it was somehow contained and then somehow just yeah. extinguished and everybody just left, you know? Um, I find that really crazy, too. But And then Megadeth, they close the show, and he plays that song, like, Peace. It's like, who, who wants peace, but, like, who's buying it or some shit like that? Oh, yeah, yeah. Like, peace sells, but, like, who's buying it or something like that. Like, the fact that he played that song, that Megadeth played that song, it was, like, a perfect bookend, like, People yeah. don't want peace. It's fucking aggro. It's fucking kill or be killed out here. And I wrote people complaining about MTV stealing money from them. Oh how? <laughs> like, how is MTV stealing money from you? I don't understand. I know. It's weird. I don't know. People like to MTV's make things fault. to justify their actions. but. And then the fucking cops come in and it's like this super orderly riot police. I don't even know what the fuck it was. It was like just not even i mean they couldn't do anything anyway and it was just like the most orderly thing and even the guy said like yeah we were a bunch of white guys and like i guess it is kind of fucked up that like if this was a hip-hop festival like it wouldn't have been that nice i'm like oh yeah yeah, well like i have to say i was really shocked to see that it didn't get out of hand when the cops came because i normally there's always like a clash and there's always violence but he didn't. They got there and then everyone was like, okay, now nah, I'm going to behave now. Yeah. It's really weird. It was really weird. It was like, I think they, it's because they knew, like, they're probably afraid, I guess. I don't know. They're all like fucking pussies. Like yeah, all those guys. I mean, they are, you get scared of a cop and being arrested, like, because you know you're doing shit wrong and you know you're like, you know you're in the wrong. Yeah, so it's super I mean, fun. 44 arrested, eight sex assaults we know about. Not they eight, tried I mean. to, yeah, right. They said that four of them were raped. So I was like, what? Out of eight? No, this number was it insanely yeah, higher. No, and thank God they tried to do it in 2019. And thank God it was fucking canceled because I remember them talking about it and like Jay Z was going to do it. I was like, no, oh. no more Woodstock. Why are. They need to not. 
it, and then they talk about how it kind of morphed into Coachella. Like that became the new model for festival, which means you kind of have to be rich in order to go. Which Burning is Man. the same. Burning Man. Really oh yeah, crazy. Burning Man's another one that got super commercialized. Yeah, that used to be you know, way more like, I guess, organic. And now it's like yeah. their bands and like, you know, brands there and stuff. I like it's like a big thing. Yeah, it does. I mean, that's the cycle. Like, yeah. You just have to hop sad, on things but, before, you know. but yeah, I mean, um, that was the shit show of Woodstock 99. I'm so glad we decided to do this because when I watched it, I was like, we just, we have to talk about yeah, it. No, and it's a yeah. fucking hot mess. I'm excited to see if anyone, has either seen this or has any thoughts on their own about it. And oh, they went. Yeah. Oh, yeah. If you went, I mean, I'd love to know what happened. Because I read in some of the comments, like, people were like, I don't care what everyone says. Like, when you were there, it was really cool. So, like. Yeah. Did they again, just not know about it? watching a documentary that covers everything that was happening. When you're in it, you, you're only, like. You only see what you know what's, what's around exactly. you, yeah. You Unless you saw it, yeah, you don't have so a, a, a. It's possible that some people went ahead of the time, but then, yeah, I'm sure. Yeah, I'm sure there were tons of people. They really mentioned sad, that, guy that guy who died. Who died. Oh yeah, that was so sad. No, That's and he wanted to be a Metallica. for not having the right um, medical care for. They for gave him like something for an overdose. Yeah. They put the like defibrillators oh, on really? him, and so it was like hypothermia and like exhaustion, and, and like. I believe that guy when he said like we weren't doing drugs, we didn't do drugs. Yeah, like, yeah, some people, yeah. Do, you know, just for the music. Yeah, because he wanted to see Metallica. Yeah. I was like, fuck, man. Then they also talk about like Napster and how technology like was on the verge of changing music as it was yeah. because yeah, Napster was in, it was all about file sharing, you know, Lars from Metallica was a big, you know, proponent of like shut down Napster. And, you know, some artists were not, some artists were like, no, people will know about us now. So yeah, it just, it was kind of like a super hot mess, but you know, it's kind of like those things that happen that, you know, everything is history will repeat itself, you know? Oh yeah. So we know this, this is, Things have changed, but yet not changed at the same time. In society, people have changed. Like, ugh, and that guy crazy. mentioned, he's like, we don't have it like this anymore, but now it's all on like Reddit boards and like message boards. Like these people didn't go away. This type of person yeah. is now well, on the so, internet. So, it's true. But I think it's also funny that they talk about baby boomers as well. Like, mm-hmm. like, a bit. And it's like, things are not going to change until they all, like, disappear. Like, or just, like, yeah, let younger people take over, you know? But, I mean, it happens. Look, now we're at a certain age. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to say how old we are because, you know. Yeah, we can. If you listening to the podcast, you, should, you kind of should know. You know that but, we're, like, old fogies. Yeah. But <laughs> now, like, jewels. we're, like, oh, looking down at some young people. I'm like, I can't relate to that. They're crazy. Why are they doing this? You know, we're becoming that, like, older generation. Mm-hmm. Of and, like, we think that. The past was better. Uh, Back like, in my day. <laughs> the, I, I feel that way, though, too. Right? Do you? Yeah. yeah 100%. Younger than us. But, I mean, I could, like, talk about the 80s, like, forever. And, like, know, the 80s, 80s and 90s. Child, uh, and all the cool shit that happened. And just, sorry, but, like, nothing that's going on now can even compare. <laughs> I think because you had to experience it. Now there's just so much documentation on it. That it just loses like the magic when you can see eight thousand different ways it happened because everyone had a camera. There's mm-hmm. everyone making documentaries about it. You get like overwhelmed. You don't really see what happened yeah. naturally. It's all like documented in a certain way and like yeah. told in a really cool way. 
But yeah, you just have memories now when you're old. <laughs> just have memories of like, oh, that show was cool. Yeah, I wish I took photos, but I mean, I was there. So. I was there. I kind of don't care that they. Yeah, I didn't need to. Because, you know, it's better to just have it in your mind and tell stories about it. Yeah, totally. Cool. Well, this is the end of our show. I hope everyone enjoyed it. I hope you, I guess, watch this documentary and love to know what you think about it. If you think it's cool, if you think it's lame, but yeah, sign up for Patreon, patreon.com slash fashion grunge. We are about done with freaks and geeks. I'm going to post the last two episodes and then we're moving on to my so-called life. So we're getting teen angsty. Yeah. (laughs) It's fun. But yeah, this has been so cool. Thanks Thank you so much, Lauren. Yeah, this has been so fun. And uh, we'll see you guys on the next one. Bye. Bye. Bye.